Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. to be back with you folks. We sure are honored to come across your airways. Here we are. We're on podcast number 369. We're still going through uh, Psalm number 119, the longest chapter in the Bible, the longest Psalm in the Bible. And man, are we learning some stuff. We're learning how we better stay close to God. We're learning how we need to go to him for the teaching. We're learning we need to obey him. We need to trust him. We need to move out with him. I mean, over and over again in Psalm 119, we keep on seeing the rules and the the rules are you want a better relationship with God, you got to do it. You know, God's yeah. done everything he has to do to give us the greatest relationship ever, Stephanie Wesco. So my friend is always, Stephanie is with me. And uh, Stephanie, I'm telling you, what's going on this morning? Well, good morning, Doug. You know what? We're doing pretty well here in Indiana. It's It's gotten good and hot. So um, we're, I, I should be thankful. I prefer heat. To cold, but um, you know, we're doing a lot of detoxification, <laughs> and uh, the ground is good and wet. We've had lots of rain, so yeah, doing pretty good. Well, that's all good stuff, and uh, we've had some rain. Uh, they actually fertilized my yard today, but it's been real hot here. Even walking this morning is about 72. It's It's been up and through June. It was really going about 64, 65 at 6 in the morning, and now it's up to like 72 at 6 in the morning. It's kind of freaking me out, man. But you know what? That's better than nothing. And uh, I go for my little jaunt around the neighborhood every morning. And I get to see some of the same old people. Some of my peeps are pretty cool. We're doing high fives now. We're getting away from that whole pandemic freakiness now. We're high-fiving one another. Uh, This lady this morning gave me a double high five. She high-fived on top and she lowered her arm the other way to get the bottom high five. To get the change. Yeah. So she got the payment, and then she told me she got the change. So praise God. So seeing my peeps out there first thing in the morning. Uh, But here we are. We have a couple segments we deal with, and the first one is uh, something we talk about knucklehead. You might be a knucklehead, the Norton knuckleheaded moment. We do that. Now, folks, we don't do that to pick up. Matter of fact, we went down a positive road. Remember that, Stephanie? We were going to be, you might be right with God if. And you guys didn't like it. You stopped it. You said, no, we need the knucklehead stuff. And so we're back with the knucklehead stuff. And, you know, knucklehead stuff involves people with cars and stuff. I hate to say it, but this has got to be said again. We may have talked about this before, but if you park in two parking spots, if you take up two parking spots when all you need is one, you deserve to be called a knucklehead. As a matter of fact, I think if you look up in the dictionary, uh, the definition of a knucklehead, and you do a pictorial dictionary, there will be a guy who takes up two parking spots or a gal. It's, I'm not, I don't want to be gender specific on this. I'm telling you, I've seen it go both ways. There's a reason why there's one parking spot per one car, because that's the way God intended it to be. So stop taking two parking spots. Take one parking spot, get over it, trust it, and move out smartly. And let your neighbor have the parking spot next to you. What's that? I mean, do you hate that, Stephanie? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a reason. You know, I, I the only time that I find a slight excuse for it is if you're driving a bus, you know, and the parking spots are these narrow, teeny. Yeah. I yeah. wish people that design parking lots would keep in mind that not all of us drive a teeny, weeny car. They're the same people who designed how many seats go in an American Airlines flight. I'm telling oh. you, it's getting so small. My knees are always, and you know, I'm always sitting behind that person that decides they want to lay back the seat, and they always <laughs> weigh like 100 pounds more than they should, and they haven't washed <laughs> their hair in a week and a half, and there's a little bit of a smell oh. on them. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. I, you know what, folks? And if you're too big for one seat, let me just say this. I don't care how big you are, but if you're too big for one plane seat, get two, praise God. I don't need yeah. you hanging over on me, man. I, I don't, I'm not liking that. I don't, I don't feel good about that. Mm. Anyway, the knucklehead thing was parking spots, and it, it we digressed. It, it went to a bad place, but I think it needed to. I think that was, uh, I think we were illuminated as we ruminated uh, on this particular issue. But here we go. So food, food that's right with God. All right. So I bought a smoker. Now, I, I've told you guys about this, but. Smoking. Mm-hmm. So I have this pit boss. It's a pellet fed smoker. You have to plug it in. It feeds the pellets in. It keeps the exact temperature inside. Anything you cook in there. I mean, a chicken breast. You put a probe in it, it'll cook it to a great 160 degrees. I mean, that's it's juicy. I mean, there's juice running down your cheek. It's just good. So I want to say anything that's smoked in the pit boss is food that's right with God. And you should get one. Mm. and uh, line up, get yourself one, and it'll be the best thing you ever did. Your husband will be happy. The men in your life will say, thank you. Uh, The women in your life will say, thank you. Maybe some women do the cooking out there. I don't know. I do a lot of the cooking around here. And, uh, you know, it seems like those lines uh, aren't the same as they used to be where the women did all the cooking, you know. But that's all I got to say. Would you like to add anything to that, Stephanie, before we hop into the Word of God? I have not entered the world of a smoker yet. I would love to get a smoker. Um, just, you know, right now, the, just the time to go get one is not there. So Somebody called her when that, they were on sale for $348. Yes, I want you and to that, know. And that, that somebody caught her in the middle of weeding in her backyard yeah, <laughs> covered in dirt. Well, so. you, you know, you pick your poison. I mean, and somebody got poison ivy because they were weeding in the backyard. But anyway, yeah. here we are. Leaves of three, set them free. What is that? How does that go? Leave them be. Leaves of three, leave them be. So, Stephanie, so the women in the West Go family got poison ivy, man. Yep. And uh, there was some poison ivy going on. Poison ivy. Late at night when I'm sleeping, all the itching goes a-creeping all around. Anyway, you know that song. <laughs> and, man, that itching, you wake up, and, and you know, you burst those little bubbles, and it's wet on you and stuff. And, no, and, I don't want to talk about it, Doug. Okay. All right, we'll move along. Here we are. We're in Psalm 119. We're <laughs> starting on verse number 41. Let thy mercies, dear God. I love this. Let thy mercies. Mercy comes from God. Mercy is a word I think that belongs to God, just like grace. 
just like salvation, I think mercy, true mercy comes from God. It says, let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation according to thy word. Not what man says salvation should be like, not what Oprah Winfrey says salvation should be like. You know, reason we're messed up today is everybody's got an idea of what salvation should be. Don't worry about anyone's idea. Worry about what God's word has to say. When God says you're saved, can I tell you something? You're saved. So you just move out, and so shall I wherewith no answer that reproaches me, for I trusteth in thy Lord. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in thy judgments. So shall I keep thy law continually forever and ever, and I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings, and will not be ashamed. And I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. My hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved. I will meditate in thy statues. All right, the psalmist goes on here, Stephanie. He's talking about what he's going to do. He's talking about that relationship that gets closer to God. Right out of the chute, he's talking about God's mercies, the only one that mercies come from, the only place, the only place that salvation comes from. I mean, what are you thinking when you see this? Wow. I think there's that verse, that first verse just, I see almost a praise, the same time he's asking God to shower him with mercy. I also see that there's a sense in which there's praise there, um, understanding I think if we can grasp the concept of how good God is to us, it will encourage our hearts. I think so. And um, I think the psalmist grasped that because as you go into verse 42, he says, it'll give me boldness. It'll give me courage. It'll give me the strength to stand. um, And it'll give me the answer I need for the, for the person that is being a knucklehead. Um, Just understanding how good God is. Um, And I think of that verse, when I look at verse 41, um, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And realizing how good God is um, gives us strength to go on. It um, It gives us the strength for the next step. And um, I think I see, you know, there's the, there's the concept of dependence, faith, praise, they're all intertwined. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And I think that, you know, I think right away coming out, looking at that verse, we got to remember God does speak to us. He speaks in such a way that we, we speak in back and we're saying, give us mercy. We forget that God's word talks to us. It's a relation. You know, we don't have to have some crazy emotional experience where we're gyrating all over the place. We're falling on top of each other. We're making weird noises. We're foaming at the mouth. You know, if we want to have a relationship or that begins with communication, we're in God's word. You know, when God's talking to us through his word. And God's talking to us when we pray to him. He's showing us these things. We're feeling these things. And I believe God is speaking to us, but also, you know, this caught my attention in 42, and I think you were, you got a little bit weird noises coming out of you in Indiana today. I don't know if you're moving around or if you just got a weird phone thing, but we apologize for those. I am not sure. Yeah. So shall I have wherewith no answer him that reproacheth me, for I trust in thy Lord. So the devil's also speaking with us. You know, the psalmist is saying, listen, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to answer these 
knuckleheads in this world. And folks, those of you hurting, those of you with hurting hearts, those of you with PTSD in the midst of a trial, those of you in a bad place right now, it's hard. It's hard not mm. to answer them. We know what it's like to be hung out to dry. Stephanie and I were collectively hung out to dry just, what, six months ago, seven months ago, eight months ago? I don't know. We were lied to, cheated uh, by people. A guy who called himself a pastor, a guy who called himself a missionary, another pastor who said he talked to Stephanie's parents. He never did six people in the room, and some guy heard something that never was said. Let me tell you, folks, we know pain. We know what the devil looks like. We know who the devil uses. And I'll tell you, this is what I do know. We got away from the idiots. We got away from the knuckleheads. And and that's what we got to do. We got to get away. We got to trust God. We, uh, we got to know that the devil also speaks in our ears. And sometimes, sometimes the God of this world, who is the devil uses preachers and stuff to mess you up and you need to get away from those people. And God's people speak to the Lord. I'm seeing that in there, Stephanie. We got to remember that. We got to talk with God there in verse 43. And uh, we, you know, communication in the military, communication's a big deal. I mean, it, there's a whole core called the signal core that deals with communication, you know, getting the word out, talking, doing those things. You know, if you want to, uh, if you meet somebody and you want to marry him or her, one of the things you do is you communicate a whole lot before you did it. Now, how long did you go out with your husband, Stephanie Charles, before you married him? Um, let's see, June. We started dating in June and got married in November. So not so. terribly long, but most people, praise God, build in a build in. And I, hey, I wasn't much better than that. All right, uh, but uh, I had a ten month period. It sounds like Stephanie had a five-month period, but you know what? That it was filled with communication. It was filled with getting to know each other. It was filled with, hey, you know, we know what the, when we got married, we know what people's bad areas were. We knew the blind spots. We knew the light spots. And with God, there is no blind spots. There is no bad spots. That communication, that relationship, it needs to be interpersonal. The problem is, Stephanie, people make it impersonal. You know, there's people yeah. listening to us today that have an impersonal relationship with God. And uh, you need to have that interpersonal, that daily talk back and forth. You need to be communicating back and forth. That's so important. I, I, I think, friends, if you can do anything at all. And then we also see that our lives speak to God there in 44 and 45, the way we live, you know. And uh, I will walk in liberty, for I seek thy precepts. And how's your life looking? Is it speaking to God? Is your life a life that? You know, we don't do, what was it? Uh, uh, I think Bob Jones Sr. said, we don't do bad to hopefully be able to do good later or something like that. I don't remember the quote, but I read that in one of his books years ago or someone else's book, I think, but uh, uh, it may have been Lee Robertson, something Lee Robertson had quoted. But I was just thinking, uh, Stephanie, how often do we try to do a bad thing to get a good thing later? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. There's Satan is very good at deceiving us. Um, and part of the slippery slope of his deception is excusing, well, it's okay to tell this lie because it's going to help out. No, it never, it never helps to lie. It never helps. And I think that's over and over. I see in Psalm 119, as we've gone through these sections, the concept of um, the word of truth, the way of truth. And um, the wisdom that's from above is first pure. Purity is truth. There's no, it's holy. And um, 
when you allow Satan's lies and deception, um, that was, that was how he did, you know, first, what, what, what caused the fall of man? It was deception. It was the whole concept of questioning the truth of God's word and the validity of it. And if Satan can get us off that bedrock of truth, the slippery slope, that, that sinking sand, um, will become a reality. And, um, all I think that's, other, how does that song go? Yep. All other, all other ground, all other ground sinking. is sinking sand. Yeah. yeah. Keeping that ground, that, that basis of truth is vital if we're going to walk with God, if we're going to walk at liberty. In verse 45, he says, and I will walk at liberty for I seek thy precepts. And if you're, if you're in the way of truth, you will walk in liberty, true liberty in Christ and freedom and joy in Christ comes when you're walking in that way of truth. I mean, it's, it's not bondage. Um, when it's based on a relationship with Jesus, it's not bondage. It becomes liberty because you're not walking in fear. You're not walking that constant sense of, um, is God angry with me? Um, when you're walking in truth, there's freedom Yeah, and that's a good thing. Yeah, no, it is. And, and I think at the end there, we see that, you know, God's people speak to others through our lives and the way we talk and the way we live. And, you know, that verse came to mind. I didn't have time to look it up here. I, I don't use my computer. I shut off everything sound in this room. But that verse, uh, do not let your good be spoken evil of. And I think there's a lot of lesson here we just learned, and that's the biggest one. You know, we with our communication, our relationship with God is paramount that, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> we need to have that interpersonal relationship because he's speaking to us. But so's the devil, and you better know the difference. And that's about that relationship with God. And then God's people speak to him all the time. And uh, our lives speak to God. You know, are we living for God? Are our lives speaking to others about God? Anyway, Stephanie, you've got a great song for us today. Tell us about this song. Well, um, the song, that when I was looking through this um, passage, the song that came to mind was, um, Oh, Jesus, I have promised, um, as, as we see all these declarations that the psalmist made of, um, I will keep thy law. Um, I will speak of thy testimony. I will delight myself in thy commandments. And those promises we make to God, those commitments we make that by his grace, we will serve him. We will stay faithful to him. There it is. We will stay faithful to him. Hey, listen every word of this song and listen to what brother Eric says. Listen, folks, we want you to know for sure you're going to heaven. Hey, if we can do anything to help you, look us up on Helpful Wounded Spirits. Thanks for being with us today. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.